Welcome to the Protectors. Excellent guest today. I've been waiting for this one for a long time. I don't. I don't even know how long. Uh, <laughs> but we finally, we finally got it down. I have Ryan Weaver. Um, if you're not following him, uh, you have to, man. He's 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 on the right track. He's all about veterans trafficking, all the good stuff, and it really it's just about America. So let's talk, brother. How's it going, man? Good, man. Life is good. The, the uh, U.S. is opening back up, so I just did my first uh, major concert out in Prescott, Arizona for the 4th of July celebration there. It was pretty outstanding. I think they said they had 20,000 plus registered for the whole thing, and I think we had uh, 8,000 in front of us, and then they have all the trails around um, the the lake that, there that you can actually hear the concert on, so they registered a bunch of Jeeps and different things for yeah, on the trails to listen to the show. So that was pretty cool. What is that like, man? I, you know, you know, Blackhawk pilot and all the other good stuff. You have that adrenaline in you already, but what is that like to be in front of that crowd? Well, I, for me, the, I'll say that there are two things, two places I feel more, more at home than anywhere else. And one is either with my wife watching television at home, chilling or two on stage. Um, for me, it's, I love it. it it's, to see the reactions of the crowd, make a genuine connection with folks, be essentially the the guy who's living a dream. That's no different than anybody else that's sitting out there in a crowd, but I just get to, I get to do what I get to do because um, of fortunate opportunities and unfortunate opportunity or unfortunate circumstances. But for the most part, getting up there is, it's just incredible for um, there's nothing like hearing from somebody after a show that they listen to something that I wrote and that I performed that got them out of a rut or inspired them to do something special with their lives or kept them from committing suicide. I mean, you name it, all the different things that as a veteran myself and, and, you know, someone who tries to inspire others through a positive message and also, um, you know, pointing out the hate and what it shouldn't be in this, in this world. That's what the, the music's about. It's an amazing thing. Music absolutely ties us together. Having that voice, I always equate music to books to me. It's like the things I get out of a book, and that's why I'm, I'm a huge proponent of everybody read, listen, and then and also music because you can't feel anything like it. You and I both know in the service, uh, and this transforms over in any other the protector community, is music just it catches your soul and it can bring you from one point of either emptiness or one point where you need that extra total adrenaline to get you over that right. hump. And I think this is, you're, you're definitely on the right track and you are a bona fide professional musician. This isn't like, you know, a hobby. This is, this is your career now. And I, I love that you're giving back to the community on top of all this. You know, I try to do the best that I can to always, you know, use my voice to try and be, um, you know, a, a, an advocate for heroes not just, uh, yes, I support the veteran community, but um, this, my, the role that I've been able to take on when I started touring with the professional bull riders in 2018 and 19 and every arena across the nation was honoring our fallen law enforcement, first responders and military and getting, I mean, we're all brothers and sisters in arms in one way or another. Everyone stands between tyranny and freedom or safety and, and um, you know, death potentially. So those heroes that are out there, every single one on Border Patrol, you name it, are, it's, um, it's it's important that our heroes are lifted up and trying to making sure that I'm continuing to serve after I've served, uh, you know, in the, from almost 21 years, 
on active duty, it's extremely important to me to um, carry on my brother's sacrifice and legacy and tell their stories and do it by honoring our heroes. I like that our communities are merging together. You know, the law enforcement, the emergency responders and everything, because there needs to be a support network. We need to know that each other are out there and we have each other's back. The protectors community has trans, it's gone past just being the emergency responders, the veterans, the military, to where we're just common people who want to protect others and common people that want to come together for the common good. And I, I always say the common good because we really do want that. You know, with the, the certain percentage out there who hates America and hates the world and just hates, that's not part of this community. Not at so, all. Not I, at all. And when you see, when you get around, like I'm, I'm probably going to go out and see you um, for the Warrior Shield that's what, the Warrior Shield Foundation here at the end of the month, uh, supporting a, a bunch. Probably of you better change it into you are coming. Ninety percent insane. That's going to be an insane weekend. Plus, my band hasn't performed since 2019. My full band hasn't performed since 2019 together, and they are ready to blow the roof off the place. So, if we can get, uh, okay. if you can get out there, it'll be worth. I'm your trying, time. brother. I am trying my hardest. Right um, so, if anybody out there wants to sponsor the Protectors Podcast, <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> no, but it's it's true, man. Well, you we, are you get into the concert for free. Um, yeah. I don't know if you know that or not, but, uh, you get into the concert for free yeah. and, um, you know, there is something that we're going to be working on here in the next couple of days that may uh, afford you the ability to get an upgrade to the VIP side. So we'll see That's what happens right. with that. Yeah. Everybody out there, tickets are still available. So please check it out. This is going to be posting before the event. So please check out Warrior Shield Foundation. Chris Peranto is going to be there. There's going to be uh, a lot of different organizations that are going to be supported and uh, you could probably elaborate on that more than I can. So the warrior, uh, the warrior weekend with the shadow warrior riders motorcycle club is their sister club to the warrior shield foundation. Um, but the shadow warrior riders motorcycle club has been supporting Chris Peranto's 14th hour foundation for quite some time. Now I've actually done most of their events with them with Chris Peranto's organization. Um, this will be, uh, I think our first, major concert with um the 14th hour foundation will have blackbird anthem opening up for me on a friday night uh at the abbey in downtown orlando you can go to the warrior shield or excuse me shadow warrior writers mc i think it is dot com and they they have the tickets available uh for that but the you know all and we still have i think 20 hero tickets that are left so if anybody's listening and they want to go and they're a law enforcement first responder military Gold Star family member, obviously, as a Gold Star family member, I couldn't pass up letting our, my fellow Gold Star family members come in for the, for free to my show. Uh, it includes a couple of drinks, but then you also have a gala night the next night. But there's a, a there are a couple VIP slots open for Chris Peranto's training session on Saturday, where you get a motor coach to take you to and from. There's a lunch out there. You get to hang out with Chris Peranto. I know that there are two tickets that are going to be auctioned off at my show, but there there was one that was donated and purchased already for a hero, and we're gonna we're gonna be doing something special with that. So um, this upcoming week, we're gonna uh, chance Shoel, who you got to chat with as well. He and I are gonna brainstorm some different ideas on how we can award that to a hero. The uh, the VIP package does not include round trip tickets and or, or airfare and uh, uh, hotels. I don't believe. But it does include VIP treatment at the concert and to get to do go with Chris and, of course, at the gala as well. So, yeah, that's uh, I'm excited about that to be able to give that away to a hero. I am, too. I'm, I'm excited for you all doing this together. 
Um, and even if I can't make it as far as travel and dates and all that, I will be supporting. I'll buy tickets for, for something or for someone to donate. Absolutely. Um, that's one thing that, that the, the protectors can do. And, uh, awesome, man. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about the, uh, the new single coming out, no second chance. And what's that about? So, uh, no second chance. We, we wrote the song. I got a really, really good friend of mine. He's almost family. I would say he's family to me, Tony Ryan. He, he just survived dual throat cancer and went through the whole battle on that. It was, uh, I mean, just, he had a really, really tough go at it and had to battle for real. And he got out the backside of both of the, you know, the dual throat cancer, radiation, chemotherapy and all that. And then, um, had to go have his lymph nodes taken out of both sides of his neck as well. Um, crazy what he's been through. He's a huge, huge hero supporter in our community. He gives back so much to the military, law enforcement, first responder community. He's just one of the best hearts in the world as far as I'm concerned. And I wanted to write a song about him that really appealed to, you know, not just, I mean, it told his story, but it also appealed to the sports networks and the the folks that battle and, um, you know, and athletes that battle and different things like that to, to, to kind of reach a broader audience so that the message can be out there. And then we did this really cool music video. Um, it's the concept of the music video is unique. I haven't ever seen it before. We got to do some amazing once in a lifetime things that I've never experienced in my life before and probably never will um again but you know it was it's just really exciting fun music video it's not very serious it does have a serious message um but it is about my friend tony ryan we had so many cool people that got involved with it we're supposed to release the single on pre-sale actually it's scheduled for july 15th on my facebook and instagram page we're going to put a pre-save link up on spotify i just had everybody follow me on facebook uh, on my Spotify channel and put it up on, we're going to have a pre-save link that's going to go up on Spotify today as well, where you can pre-save it for your Spotify uh, playlists, but on pre-sale for iTunes, um, any, any of the major me uh, media outlets, digital download outlets, it's extremely important for um, folks to buy it on pre-sale as many people as we can to buy it on pre-sale because when you buy it on pre-sale, the date that the song drops, all of those sales count at one time. Mm -hmm. So essentially, if we sell 10,000 copies, it, 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 they all count on September 2nd that we sold 10,000 copies in the first day. And that takes you straight to the top of the iTunes charts and all that kind of stuff. So, And if it continues on that route as well, billboard charting and, and those kind of things um, matter as well. So it's a, it's a huge, huge thing to get it on pre-sale, getting... Um, well, there'll be a preview of the song, obviously, on iTunes and all that kind of stuff. But if once we drop it, uh, really um, appreciate everybody pre-sale buying it for us, digitally download. And then once once the song drops, you can comment and um, rate it and all that kind of stuff, which all matters when it comes to iTunes rating. So put it on playlists, all your playlists. We need it out there as much as possible. It's a really cool song. I cannot emphasize enough how much that helps. Oh, uh, whether could, it's it's change my pre-sales it could change it literally change your life we're yep. seeing it all the time now we're we have the community mm -hmm. we have the numbers let's make it happen i mean if we have a thousand people are listening to this right now that's a thousand so come on people let's do this yeah absolutely. Um, i'm doing it absolutely um but it's the same way when like me i always talk about books like books 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 but it's the same way if you pre-order someone's books it's huge this is yeah. absolutely life-changing 
Yeah, it could um, be. Absolutely. If we, we chart in the, t- you know, in the top of iTunes, I get a number one on iTunes or it ch- it'll start charting on billboard, all those different things. Um, you know, the possibilities for shows because straight up folks, I mean, the song is 99 cents. It's not even a dollar. Um, I co-wrote the, uh, the singles that we have coming out this year. I co-wrote both of them. Um, when you get start getting into the top 40 on the billboard charts, the shows are really where the money's at. I'm not making mm-hmm. a whole lot of money off of the songs. No. Um, but, but when people start bringing you out for shows and, and paying you to make up for 2020 of nothing, um, you know, every show getting canceled. I mean, I had five Australian shows that I was supposed to be in Australia for five uh, shows and those got canceled. I mean, it's just, our, our livelihoods went through the floor. Thank God I have my reti- military retirement check and my partner brands um, with fellow veterans. Uh, those partner brands have did, they've done okay. But I mean, two thirds of my income disappeared in a, in a, I mean, months. It was crazy. Yeah. But the, the thing about uh, people to understand, it's not you just the front man. It's the whole network that goes with it. You're not just supporting Ryan Weaver. Right. You're supporting everyone that supports Ryan Weaver financially and emotionally and physically. Because believe me, um, when you're hurting, everybody else is hurting around you. So absolutely. No second chance, July 15th. Yep. That'll be the pre-sale date on that. Please go out and download it on pre-sale. We'd greatly appreciate it. The other single coming out is Let's Talk About Heroes. And I've been following this one for a while because I'm friends with Chris Martini on Facebook and everything mm. else. And uh, seeing him come out and get out there and you guys filming, it looked like a really cool experience. This was, this is going to be my crowning achievement so far in my military, or excuse me, my music career. Um, we put, first off, we did a raffle that supported the canine line foundation and we're able to raise money for a great nonprofit organization in a raffle. I donated three of uh, my John Tigan handguns, collection handguns, um, to the cause we raised enough to be able to get the video done and for some promotion money on top of it. The town of Claxton, Georgia came out in full force. The mayor opened up his arms to us. We had full access to law enforcement, uh, the police, the um, police. We had full access to the sheriff's department. We had full access to the fire department, EMT, half of a hospital. They opened up for us to film some uh, film some scenes in, and then we got an incredible cast to go along with it. We have Don Jenkins, Medal of Honor recipient, Diana Muller. Everybody knows her. She testified in front of Congress, said, I will not comply. She also just testified in Congress regarding the D.C. project and education, not legislation um, is their their uh, watch or their, uh, their catchphrase. Um, you know, we got Rudy Pearson, who was a tunnel rat in Vietnam, uh, you know, and it just it was insane to have these people in this cast and, and, you know, we're super, super proud of the story that this tells. Um, I'm incredibly proud to have written this song. Dave Brave, um, fellow veteran artist as well. Uh, he and Craig Wilson and I wrote this song via, via Skype. It was kind of interesting. First time I'd written a song over the, uh, over Skype like that. Um, co-wrote that together was we got, we just, we're actually having it remixed. Um, and the Dean who is, who plays with Lone Star keys for Lone Star. He's, he, uh, has helped, help, got me to a, one of the best mixers in town. We're getting it remixed, but the storyline is just going to be, po- I mean, incredibly powerful. 
I just I can't tell you how proud I was to see all here the hero communities in that small town come together for us to get this done. And we're going to honor them the right way. I'm tired of our heroes being vilified across the nation. I'm tired of our law enforcement being attacked and vilified when they're the only ones that will run towards danger while everybody else is running away from it. You know, it's uh, we're going to do it right. We will, and of course, we're going to release this on pre-sale on September 11th. And then we'll release the video the weekend before. We're having a concert down in Claxton, Georgia, a small town USA. We're going to have a VIP event on Friday night, and a mini concert, and then a major concert on Saturday in the small town of Claxton, Georgia. But they have some really cool event venues down there. The whole town is, I mean, excited about us getting in there and, and releasing the video that weekend. And then the song will be live on Veterans Day. So we're going to tie all of these things in together to make sure that our heroes are remembered. You're doing a lot for the community, man. Uh, you know, that's one thing about social media is you're seeing a bit of your life and that bit of your life, you're always giving back. You're always being outspoken. You and I were talking a little bit before the show about what's killing us, what's killing mm. our brothers and sisters. And now that you're, you know, you're really in depth into the law enforcement society and getting into the emergency responders and everybody else, there's a lot within this whole community right that are taking their whole lives it's not just the veterans anymore man it's it's not just the active duty uh law enforcement um a lot of us you know i've been in law enforcement for 20 almost almost 22 years now wow and um I, you know i've seen it in the beginning in the beginning you have that adrenaline you have this you have that uh, later on in your career you know you, you you bond with your brothers and sisters when you lose that bond whether you're being vilified or whether you're you you lose your job or whether you retire, whether or not you leave it and you don't have that bond, that mission anymore. That's when the dark days come in. And that's where we're seeing a lot of, a lot of people in our community committing suicide and it's over, you know, right. just what well, it's over, man. I think, that, I think that one of the things that I've, I'm always trying to encourage with folks is to find purpose, find, find purpose outside of what you're doing that will bring that, that community back to you. And, I mean, I can't, I can't look into the mind of someone who feels so badly that they need to, that they need to end their lives. Um, and, you know, this song, this song, let's talk about heroes is it, it doesn't just talk about, um, you know, those killed in combat or law enforcement that are killed in the line of duty. It, it, it does, it does of course breach that subject or those subjects, but it, it also talks about the loved ones that are left behind when that happens. And it's not just about, um, you know, while in combat or in the line of duty, it's about what happens afterwards. And, you know, there are so many questions that get left unanswered when it, you know, because unless, I mean, you were just telling me about a circumstance where they, they left a lot of details about, you know, why they were feeling the way that they were feeling and that kind of stuff, but that doesn't happen very often. It's very rare. And even in those circumstances, the question of why did they not feel what, what what could I have done to change their circumstance the way that they were thinking? What could I have done to make them feel that they were loved and that we, you know, that I cared about them enough for them to stay? And and it's it's tragic. It really is. You have so many different reasons why folks are taking their lives now. And, you know, when you have a president that can't for one of his top 50th, 50th most important acts uh, that he did as a, uh, you know, in executive orders, as soon as he became president was to cancel the funding for veteran opioid addiction 
the, uh, and that's just re- it's it's it just goes to show you that where uh, that that the support for our heroes isn't coming from the top down right now our support for our heroes in any circumstance because the same administration vilified our law enforcement and and separated our country uh, using black lives matter for a racial division you know it's almost as if we're watching the brown shirts situation go down with the SA and and how you know, all of that went down when, you know, back in, in Nazi Germany. And, and I know it seems like a crazy comparison to do that, but when our heroes start getting vilified, the ones that are protecting us, the protecting us as civilians, they're getting vilified by our own government. There's something wrong there. And to take away the, one of the number one killers of our veterans, the, the fun, you know, or the fight against one of the number one killers of our veterans and our heroes across the nation, you know, the, op- the opioid addiction problem it it really disgusts me. So, you know, we as a community have to think about what we can do to stick together and support each other and love each other and stand beside each other to, to get each other out the backside of this. You know, one of the things that I can't stand more than anything is a brother or sister in arms that's willing to go after another one out of spite or out of jealousy or whatever it is mm-hmm. because they're trying to make a living uh, I get it all the time. I mean, it's I have my partner brands. I'm a veteran. All these different things. There are veterans that come after me all the time because, you know, I'm trying to make a living based off of 21 years of military service and and the community that I know. But that living is also being made by giving back as well um, and continuing to serve. And most of the people that the jack wagons that come after me anyway, I don't. I mean, they. It's a jealousy thing, you know, perhaps or envious or whatever. And, you know, if I have a five minute conversation with them, I guarantee you they'd want to have a drink with me and shake hands and tell stories, you know, as opposed to doing what they do on social media. But I got off on a crazy <laughs> No, brother, that's, that. but that's social media. That's social media for you. Um, I love that 30 seconds out, that company where they say nobody is coming. It's up to us. Yeah. And it truly is up to us now. I mean, you said if we're going to be jumping on you for for building a brand and making a career out of out of a, a God given talent, and having your new mission and saying, "Hey, you know what? Your new mission is not good enough. Screw screw Ryan Weaver. It doesn't make sense. We got to band together um, and really help each other out. The government's not going to help us. Shit, I've been working for the federal government for twenty, like I said, 20, almost twenty two years now. If you count my military in the nineties and then my recall and everything else." Uh, I've been serving since 93. So, I mean, it's like, I know the government is not going to save us. Yes, the government can help. That's great. But we have to save ourselves and we have to save our brothers and sisters. We have to. I mean, seeing this stuff is like, I'm going to give a huge shout out. I got a really good buddy named Daryl Hornbeck. He has a race. He started, um, retired for a sergeant EOD, started a racing, a racing team after action racing. Uh, he was EOD for 20 something years, I think four or five tours with soft and everybody else. Um, and he, he saw that a lot of EOD, um, guys and girls, I mean, they seriously just dying with, whether in a line of duty or committing suicide. And he started his team and he's funding it almost 99% himself. And I love it, man. It's a, it's a new mission for these people out there. So everybody make sure you check out after action and Ryan, definitely check it out, man. You got it. Yeah. These are the types of grassroots things we need to do. Look it up on Instagram right now. After action racing. And uh, we got it, man. We got it. We got it. Nobody's coming. Now, the other thing you and I are very passionate about is uh-huh. human trafficking. 
and raising awareness about it and stopping it. It's not all from the border. I know that if anybody knows it, it it's I'm one of the people I could I can contest that it's not all coming from the border. Um, if anybody knows me, they know my background with the Obama administration, working for the White House uh, Security Council to stop human smuggling uh, and knowing the realities of it. But right now in our neighborhoods all across America, there's people out there, there's men and there's women trying to entice children into the trafficking world. Mm-hmm. And it's literally commercial industrialized rape. That's what mm-hmm. it is. It's modern day slavery. That's another word for it. Human trafficking, I think really divorces itself from what it really is. It's industrialized rape where they're selling children, they're selling women, and they're selling boys uh, for sex. Mm-hmm. And we need to do everything we can to shine a light on this, that there's truly sick, evil people out there, man. Absolutely. I mean, I think that one of the things that's even, you know, I know that it's um, it's happening all over the United States, and, but, you know, and you're looking at what one of the biggest human trafficking efforts that we've seen in our lifetimes that is essentially taxpayer funded is happening right now with unaccompanied minors being shipped across the United States with no plan to return them back to the, back to where they came from. It, you know, it's when you tell cartels that unaccompanied minors are not going to be turned away and they're not going to be sent back. And they know for a fact that they'll be shipped across the United States to wherever they, you know, all they need is the contact information for the person who's on the other side to, yeah. to, to, to bring them into it. So what, I mean, my, you know, my biggest question is once they get where they're going, who's tracking where they are. If, well, if, if someone decides to make them disappear. <laughs> I could tell you right now, because that's, that, that's where, it, so anybody just Google Jason Piccolo. The first thing that's going to pop up is uh Jason Piccolo whistleblower. Cause I blew the whistle on unaccompanied minor children coming across the border. Um, getting released to criminals. Yeah. I worked for Obama and I said, Hey, you know what? Um, there was 13 of us in a cell where our main goal was to stop smuggling organizations from bringing these kids across the border. Um, I found out that we weren't vetting these sponsors. So just to backtrack for everybody out there listening, if you don't know my story, if this is the first time you're reading or first time listening, because you know, Ryan, uh, when a child comes across the border, they come in and they're encountered by the U.S. Border Patrol, our Customs and Border Protection Officer, who will then take them, who will process them, hand them over to ICE. ICE transports them to a Health and Human Services Office of Refugee Resettlement. One thing about HHS, it's a federal government, federal agency, but they're not law enforcement. They then hand them over to a sponsor facility. So I'm, I said that law enforcement, the kids right now in a, a non-law enforcement environment handed over to a contracted facility who then hands them over to a sponsor, which is basically any adult or familial relational come in and grab that kid and bring them off into the interior of the U S until that child is supposed to go see an immigration judge later on. What happens is 40 to 50% of the children that are getting released allegedly go to familial relations the other uh, 50 to 60% are going to non-familial relations. What I blew the whistle on is all these sponsors, these uh, you know, 40 or 50,000 um, sponsors coming in, figure that's just within a five or six months period. We're not being vetted. No fingerprints, no criminal history checks were being taken, and they're just handing these kids off. These kids are coming across, and they're anywhere from babies, like literally babies, to teenagers, a, a, my, an unaccompanied minor is, I believe, under 17. Uh, majority 
are between uh, 11 and 14, but a lot of them are kids, man, tender age kids. And the one good thing that came out of my blowing the whistle was that finger Senator Charles Grassley made it mandatory with uh, President Trump that we're going to fingerprint and vet sponsors. You know what happened in March of this year? Biden canceled it. Biden canceled it. No more vetting sponsors. So, uh, brother, that bothers me beyond belief. I don't if it's and this is not some weird QAnon or other crap. This is reality is that these children are not all being handed over to family. Right. 84,000 to 90,000 a year. And it's even higher now. It is. It's a lot it's higher ridiculous, now. Nina. Ridiculously higher now. Yep. No, I'm with you, man. It's it's horrible because it, it's amazing to me to listen to the left sit here and talk about, you know, immigrant rights and immigrant rights and immigrant rights. And they're completely glossing over these children. They're completely glossing over the the fact that these these kids are being served and not just or they're not just being sent into sex slavery, but indentured servant labor, um, labor slavery. Um, it's in, in, and then we got to sit here and listen about, listen about CRT and all this kind of crap where we're supposed to think about something that happened hundreds of years ago, or, you know, several hundred years ago, hundreds of years ago, excuse me. And which is a theory, but this is for real happening right now. And this, okay, I mean, this man. is, legitimately for real happening and it's government sponsored it's ridiculous i uh i I, you know this is graphic but it's a truth men and sometimes women are literally having sex with children five to six times a day paying anywhere from three to five hundred dollars each time they do it um and this happens every day Hmm. and that's what we're going to raise awareness um Mm -hmm. we're going to do it man yeah, absolutely. I mean, the we tried to get this project off the ground with Arrival initially. I'm sure you remember we were doing that project. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. was working with John Tigan and Chris Peranto and, and whatnot. And COVID kind of killed the funding on that. And John had another project going that was kind of in line with it. So uh, I stepped back from fundraising on that and donated uh, everything that we had remaining every, down to the penny to Vets for Child Rescue um, with Craig Sawyer. It, you know, my it's it's extremely important that we protect our nation's future and those children. And even though those children, the, the immigrants that are coming in that are illegal immigrant children, they're still children and that, you know, they need to be protected and sent back to where they came from, but they also um, first and foremost need to be protected um, because, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter whether they're an American citizen or not. Children don't deserve to be, put in the middle of that situation, no matter where they come from. The crazy thing is you think about the number of Americans that are being sent across the border the other way, just the same. And it's, it's just nuts. Brother, we got a lot more to do. Absolutely. I appreciate you coming on the show. No second chance, July 15th pre-order. Yep. 99 cents. That'd be great. That'd be great. If you guys at all did, if we could get every single listener on here to go right on, um, if, if not at, at Ryan Weaver country on my Instagram at Ryan Weaver country on my Facebook and, uh, check out the Spotify, um, pre-save mm-hmm. link. We're going to be putting that up. I just put up my, it's, it's also important for sus- subscribers. If everybody can subscribe to my Spotify artist yep. page, if you're on Spotify, um, extremely sp- important for that as well. Cause subscribers boost, 
uh, the number of sales that you're going to get, but also the number of listeners and the number of playlists that Spotify will put um, the song on so that it will continue to stream. And um, yeah, and, and we'll, like I said, we'll, we'll get that out there. I truly appreciate everybody's support. And then let's talk about heroes. Everybody check him out. It's awesome. Chris Martini, Max yeah. Martini's brother. And he's also, uh, he's taking a good turn. I like it. I like watching oh, what he's doing he's, now, man. He he, he kind of separated himself from the Hollywood uh, liberal perspective on things and is focused on doing great things for veteran causes and, and uh, veteran stories and hero stories. It's um, he's got his, he's his, I got to hang out with him for the whole time we shot the video. He and I really did a whole lot of brainstorming and just getting to know each other. And he's as good as it gets. His heart yes. is absolutely true. And he's just such a good dude. One of the funniest guys, because we actually had him shoot an AR for the first time. Um, I, I shot him, had him brought him out on a side-by-side uh, -side out in the middle of country, Georgia, and had him shoot at a tree. And it, I have videoed over his shoulder and he's like, I look like American sniper. You were so cool. It was the first time he had ever shot an AR, which was really, really fun. And then we got him a second time. We, um, uh, one of the guys that was with us had the, had a, I believe it was a 300 blackout, but it was a short barrel pistol with, and it was breathing fire. And he was, he, you should see, he was, it was like a kid in a candy store. He had never experienced something like that before. It was really cool. I love but it, no, man. super, super nice guy, but his talents and, and what he's putting into this project and the amount of time and effort and this, you know, what the story that he's going to create with this, it's going to be more than just a music video. It's a, it's going to be a connector between our military and law enforcement and first responders. There are so many, we, we tried to apply every element of all of our heroes into this. And the song is written about all of them as well. Super proud of the lyrics that we put into the, into the song. It has a lot of personal meaning. Um, my grandfather was a belly gunner in World War II, and we, we told a little bit of a story about him and then related uh, some law enforcement stories that both Dave Bray and I had heard over our time in dealing with law enforcement um, and first responders. We put all that, all that together in, into what I think is going to be a pretty daggum powerful song. Can't if only I could get on Fox News on September 11th to perform this, it would be incredible. We're gonna, we're working on it. Fox News. 